Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews, episode 16. We got our special friend, Fred, from Shaluso, all the way from India. Fred, how's it going? Good, man, good. How's everyone doing today? Everybody's great, good? Great, great, P on the other line. P, how's yeah. it going? It's going great. It's going great. Happy New Year's, guys. It's been a year since we haven't spoken. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's been uh-huh. since the last decade. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, a, that's a long time, Fred. Ooh. <laughs> you got kids now? Or did you get married? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not surprisingly, it's almost as if only a few days have passed. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, Fred, I know in uh, last episode, I asked P, we, we got some watches for Christmas, right, P? Did you get anything for Christmas watch-related? Uh, no. No, I didn't get anything watch-related for Christmas. But, uh, but you know, it was a nice little break. You know, like you... you you read about watches and speak about watches all the time. It was almost like it was almost nice having like a non-watch Christmas. You know, I feel re-energized <laughs> to get back into it. So, uh, so That's it was cool. good though. It was good. What did you guys end up getting? P. Uh, what did I get? Oh, the uh, Casio World Time. Oh, nice. And uh, um, a vintage Benrich from like 1998. Ooh, very, very. And I, nice. Then I got like some leather straps and some NATO straps. And, you know, I got yeah, a few I, other unrelated watch gifts too, but you know. Yeah, I gotta get my girlfriend on to uh, on to buying straps for me. <laughs> yeah, or going uh, going to the boutique and picking up some free catalogs. <laughs> That's true. It, I would happily take some of those. Yeah, you don't have to spend any money. You just pretend like you're gonna buy a watch. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. What about All right, yes, sir. I I just got that uh Buloba Lunar Pilot for uh oh, Christmas. Yeah, the one that you did the video of. Yeah, right, right, right. I got it a little before Christmas and the thing about my wife is that I was going to say girlfriend oh god, she'll kill me. No, my my <laughs> wife um the thing about her is that she she doesn't know what kind of watches I like, so she doesn't even want to get into that territory, so she's like, "Okay, we we agreed on on my gift." And she's like, "All right, well whatever whatever you pick, this is your budget and and run with it, you know what I mean? So I'm pretty much the one that bought it, so it wasn't a surprise. But I was happy nonetheless. I, I wanted that watch for so long, and, and that was a good excuse to get it. So, Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. Yeah. So let's go Let's go around, do a wrist check. What are, what are you guys wearing today? I'll let Fred go first, because I'm always uh, excited about his wrist check. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, what are you, what are you yeah. wearing, Fred? I'm wearing my Cote Pasha seat timer. Of course. I'm not the most creative person in the world. <laughs> I always rotate between my watches and always end up wearing <laughs> the same watch when I speak with you guys. But hopefully, hopefully this month or next month, I'm getting a strap made for it. So hopefully yeah. that should change things up for it. It's a pain in the ass because it has the hinge lugs. So you got to mm-hmm. get the straps custom made unless you want to spend like 500 bucks buying an OEM one. So... Mm. Hopefully next month or two I'm gonna get one made. It's gonna cost like fifty bucks or something like that. But for some, oh that ain't bad. bad. Yeah, now that are, ain't bad. are you gonna have a custom made locally, like they're in India? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. There's there's mm. a guy who's down in uh, in uh, Bombay or Mumbai, which is like the other big city in India. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna get that commission through him. So I just had to send like the measurements and all that. So is it so, gonna be an actual leather strap or or yeah yeah yeah? yeah. I'm hopefully getting it in. Um, that's Safiano leather. So if you know, like the leather that um, Prada always uses, it's got that sort of mm-hmm. texture to it. Um, getting it made in that in black. I'm thinking black, but then I'm also thinking maybe get it in blue to match the little uh, the little cabochon that's on the um, that's on the on, on the, the crown. crown. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, I think that blue would I'm be still hot. Talking yeah, to that blue would really. I nice. think that blue would be hot. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of cool though. Does the guy have like? Uh, livestock where he works and he kills it for you and he does the real thing or... uh no <laughs> yeah, especially especially being india i'm pretty certain he imports to that cow here then uh-huh. well if I, if I was getting something commissioned for mexico and i was getting crocodile i'm sure the guy would probably be killing the animal right in front of me <laughs> <¿Cuántos quieres>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> what did you just what did you just say i don't understand that excuse oh. me, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Can we can we please speak English on this podcast? Get Thank out you. get out of my country, Miguel. Get out of my country. <laughs> oh wow. 
you took you took it there. Oh, shit. <laughs> this has been episode sixteen. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for all the support. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> no, I just uh, I'm just messing around because you know just oh. saying hey how what do you what do you want and how many basically. But uh, that's very nice, man. Uh, so P, what are you, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a vintage Seiko uh, model number six four three nine five zero three nine. Okay. Um, from eighty one. Nice. So, uh, quartz yeah. auto. Yeah, it's quartz. Okay, it's cool. Quartz. Very know, cool. Man. So, what's what's so special about it? Is it a forty mil, thirty eight, thirty six? Talk talk, talk to actually, me about it. It's actually a thirty four mil. Oh, you know oh, um, I mean? brave, yeah. brave, and you know what I mean. Well, let the people know how big your wrist is, because for you to rock a thirty four, you you are very confident with your sexuality. <laughs> it, it, it ain't. It's not that big. I only have a seven and a. Yeah, that's not big. Not to brag. You know what I'm not to brag, people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's you know, um, but I actually got a strap change on because I didn't like you know the 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 steel bracelets the stretch. Like I felt like it was so ugly on there. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I bought a, a new leather strap for it, so I think this thing is like, yeah, balling out of control. Nice. Out of control. That's cool. You, you know. Control. Something that uh, a lot of new watch collectors, probably if, if any of you are listening, one thing that you need to uh, kind of think about, and I know uh, Adrian from Bark and Jack actually just made a video about this. Somebody, one of his listeners or viewers asked, um, like, I, I, I reached that pinnacle in my life where I bought a Rolex and that was my grail, whatever. But now I feel guilty for liking cheaper watches and wanting to buy them. Is that wrong? And he basically said, look, if you're new into watch collecting, maybe that's your mentality that once you reach a certain pinnacle and certain whatever, you can't go down. You got to keep going up. And that is completely inaccurate. You know, the thing about watches is just like shoes or like clothing, whatever you like, even if it costs a dollar or two or millions of dollars, if it speaks to you, if it's something that you like, who cares, you know? And this is what right. this channel is all about. And we always try to align ourselves with people like that because right. we hate snobs and watches are just fun, you know? It's, right. Don't take it too serious. We've got enough crap going on with the missiles and our president doing dumbass things. And it's just, uh-huh. this is ridiculous, you know? So all we want to talk yeah. about is watches and just numbers and dials. And who cares? It's all about aesthetic, right. you know? So uh, kudos what I notice is, uh, uh, like, you had mentioned the small size, like 34 millimeters. Like what I noticed since I've been doing the vintage thing, like back in the day, that was like the standard for a man. Correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah, back in the days, what they used to call a jumbo is now even small in today's, uh, right. Today's uh, sizing chart Mm -hmm. or whatever. But uh, I, I like, I like me at 34. I used to, when I used to have my Omega Seamaster, my vintage one, um, it was a 34. I felt a little weird at first because I was like, what the heck? But now I'll rock a 34 any day. But again, I'm not a seven and whatever inch wrist. I'm right. six and seven, eight. So, Fred, how big is your wrist? Uh, seven or 18 centimeters, I think. Jeez, it is. I'm the smallest mm. guy. I'm the smallest. Mm. You know what they say? It's not the size of the wrist, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the diameter of your bezel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're only wearing Victus. <laughs> The big uh, 70, 70 millimeter one. Oh, oh God. Oh, shit. That's, How does that even that's work? A bit, I, that's I don't, a little bit too big. I saw, you, there's, there's a guy in that's my... That's a fucking my, sundial. That's not a watch. There's a guy in my local supermarket. It's called Ralph's. So I don't know if Ralph's is everywhere, but Ralph's supermarket here in uh, in California. There's this guy. He's clearly not a watch guy, or he thinks he is. He wears this Nixon watch that's huge... I'm like, what the hell is that? That looks so dumb on his wrist. And that thing just, it's all dial. It's all that hangs off his wrist. And I'm like, how does he think that he looks cool like with that? It, is he it, a big it, guy, small guy? He's a he's a bigger Hispanic guy. But I want to say his his wrist is maybe seven and something. I mean, even if he had a 10-inch wrist, that thing still looked like a monster. Mm. It looks like a CD on top of his wrist. I'm like, what the hell is that? Are you... <laughs> Is that a weapon or mm, I don't mm, know mm. what that is. 
And I mean, when you look at the actual dial of it, of course, it has a bunch of different complications and they try to make it cool. And, and, and of course, it's all solid gold, you know, plated or whatever. So I'm like, geez, can you get any more blingy than that? What the heck is going on? But, uh, but, but again, I just said not to criticize people and wear what you like. So that guy, <laughs> that guy clearly took my advice. <laughs> but uh, what, what am I wearing today? Um, so I'm wearing something that I never thought I owned. And uh, and I do, and is this Pagani Design Chinese special watch? Oh, that's that's probably P right there uh, clapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm too busy cringing at the name. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they 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 you know the Chinese got to take the best of the best from other industries and then pack it into one. Yeah, it just uh, still has like nothing to do with one of the most distinctive, beautiful, well-engineered supercars, and mm. it doesn't seem to have too much design effort in it either so i yeah. just wonder what they're actually doing well well think about it it's like uh, they they needed that mass market appeal because there's a quan chin and the i don't know what else so that sounds very chinese they probably figured people around the world especially in the western countries are probably not going to go for this so they thought uh they come up with something different now i do got to say as a as a designer and artist the logo is actually very nice it yeah, almost reminds the design that goes into that watch. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's about it. But yeah, Pagani designed. So yeah, I never thought I'd wear this thing. I actually have an unboxing on my video, on my um, not unboxing video on my channel. And uh, I was pretty surprised. I mean, for $73 landed here in California, you get a lot for your money. Obviously, it's a complete ripoff of the Rolex Mariner. Uh, and I hate homage watches, but minute that i that i saw this i'm like you know what um this thing is is different in a way that uh that it humbles me because i know that this is not a rolex but i could um i could i guess not recognize but uh just admire all the all the all the materials that went into it i mean you get ceramic vessel sapphire crystal signed crown 100 meters water resistance, Seiko NH35 movement, which is hackable, which is windable. It has a date. It has a Cyclops. It has loom sucks, but it has loom. Uh, the bracelet, solid end links, solid links with uh, screws, deploying clasp with the on-the-fly um, adjustable uh, clasp, oh, wow. which extends. Uh, now, it's garbage. The engineering on that is pretty, pretty tough, and it's really hard, and I'll talk about it in the actual review video. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is oh ninety click vessel so mm. yeah so it's not one hundred and twenty it's only ninety but nonetheless for seventy three bucks is it smooth uh, is that it including is. shipping is it yeah. smooth Every, uh, yes and yes so yes it's smooth okay. and yes including shipping seventy three bucks so what I did I took it off I put it on one of my nicer uh, straps I had it on a leather now I have it on a bond NATO and it just completely changes the watch again. And this is not me trying to pretend I have a Rolex, not at all, but I like the aesthetic of it. And to be honest with you, for me to own a Rolex of Mariner, it's not going to happen anytime soon. We got so many personal goals in our life, me and my wife, that a watch of, of this caliber, like a Rolex Mariner, is not even in the, <laughs> in the, in the cards anytime soon. So that's not going to happen. Um, so if I could get the look of it for a fraction of the cost, and if it breaks, I'm not going to cry. And I'm not going to pretend like this is a Rolex. If anything, I even tell people, look, this looks like a Rolex, but check it out. Check the value that you get for what you get, you know? So do I recommend it? One good it? thing is at least you can try out. So because the sub is more year like grails, right? It is. Well, here's the difference, though. This thing is a 40. Try it out at least. Yeah. Like the look. The, the look of it, right? That. No, that's the unfortunate thing. So this thing oh, comes no. in at 43 millimeters. 43. Oh. 43. So it's it's a little on the bigger side. So 43 and it's 52, I want to say, lug to lug. And it does have a weird um, uh, lug width. I think it's like a 20. It didn't, it didn't look that big in the unboxing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it, it was the same same dimensions. No, it's 43. It's 43. So I'll compare It's probably it. the same proportions. That's probably why it doesn't look that much bigger. Yeah. Well, I feel like saw... the length to width like, ratio or something is the same. Yeah, 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 probably. Well, if you saw my unboxing video, I had my Seiko SKX 007. On the video, it actually looked very similar. But when you're looking at it, like, in the flesh, you could tell the differences. But it doesn't look as big as, like, my Global Lunar Pilot, you know? Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with Jody from Just One More Watch. I mean, this thing is actually really good, I mean, for, for the price. Um, 
you can't go wrong. But again, I mean, it's gripes, right? Like the the name, why did you choose that? And you know, it looks like a, exactly like a Rolex. You should have done something different. But here's something that that Fred and I kind of discussed uh, before: is look, how is it that a company of this caliber, which doesn't have any caliber, um, is able to produce something with these materials, yet a Seiko your SKX, which is 200 bucks, is missing so many of these features. But of course, their overhead is completely different than this company because this company is probably a fly-by-night company doing things. Although they've been around for, for a few years, but they don't have a design team. They don't have a marketing team. They, there's just so many things that they don't pay for. That's how they're able to afford this stuff. But nonetheless, it pisses me off because now Seiko, the new... Seiko 5 line, right? The SKS is being discontinued now. The Seiko 5 line is coming out. Yeah, it has a better movement, but it's still lacking a ceramic vessel, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a lot of things that it doesn't have. I don't. Does it come with a sapphire crystal? I completely forget. I don't. I don't know if it does. But um, and again, a hundred meter water resistance. Another thing, this thing has a a, a screw down crown. The new ones don't, and it's like, what the mm. hell, Seiko? You can't even do that for three hundred and fifty dollars. Like, come on, you got to be kidding me. Well, I guess that would be the appeal, right? You know, what I'm saying they're giving you everything that someone else is not for a cheaper price. Yeah, of course. And you that know? was that was honestly the appeal for me. It wasn't so much. I again, I wanted to stop being a snob. I, I talk about uh, stay humble in every single one of my videos and one of some, single one of my podcasts. You know, we 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 always we preach that stay humble. And I was being such a hypocrite by hating homage watches by hating something so on paper it looked good i said you know what i need to just kind of put my money where my mouth is and stop being a snob and i bought it you know and i'm actually really surprised with it so oh display case back i forgot to mention that too so i could see the movement like what the hell like my mind was just kind of blown by all the crap that it came with you know and let's not forget the most important thing an international warranty card which we all know it's gonna be so useful take it to your local pagani design dealer today (laughs) Oh man, that's hilarious! But uh, but let, let's so, so, as much flack as I give you for it. I do like that you put it on the Bond NATO. Like I, I can only give so much flack because I have a Steinhardt, which is an homage as well, an homage to a sixteen seven ten GMT. Yeah. And funnily enough, what I like about it is how it is like the more unrolex I make it, like you know, putting it on other straps, or um, I want to be able to take off the the Cyclops on it, but I still haven't found a way to get get rid of it. But like. That plus the subtle differences it has with the original and knowing that it's still like, you know, a modern new watch versus mm-hmm. getting a vintage one. They do have their advantages, you know, but on the same token, like, fuck, at least Steinhardt made like some subtle changes. Uh, Pagani Design went for a, uh, no. let, let's say a truer, a truer homage. We'll put it let's, that way. <laughs> let's, let's just put it this way. If it, if it didn't say Pagani Design on it, this would be a replica, you know? Well, kind yeah. of, because the display case back is, is obviously completely different on this. and But other than that, I mean, yeah. yeah They're really pushing much. the definition of homage to its, like, far, far limits. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and then again, that's kind of where do, you, where do you draw the line, right? And that was kind of where I was always sad. Like, where do you draw the line between homage and replica? Is it just on the logo? Because if it didn't have the logo and they took everything off, it would just look like a straight-up just replica you know what i mean but it doesn't yeah. it, it pagani design is written everywhere it's on the crown it's on the back it's on the dial it's on the little plastic tab it came with it's on the microfiber towel that it, they gave you all international the everywhere it's just everywhere you know what i mean so they're proud One of thing that i do admire is that they put the uh you say it had a um an extension like a tool free extension yeah that's not yeah. something you see on a lot of homage watches mm-hmm. like the clasp is usually where they cut the budget and they just do like the city little stamped out class. Like even if it's not like well engineered, the one on yours, at least it's, it's there. It's not, right but on. you know what? Once you open, it's actually a milled uh, clasp, which I was like, "What wow. the heck? This is crazy!" That's like the crazy. all the other ones are just stamped. Like the SKX comes with the most horrid um, bracelet ever. That Jubilee bracelet it looks nice, but holy smokes, that thing is cheap. I'm like, how is this Chinese company able to do a better bracelet than you, Seiko? Like, this is just, mm. it's upsetting because it's like, I love Seiko. I'm a Seiko lover. And, and, and it's just, this Pagani design is able to beat you at your, at your own game as far as, you know, the materials they use and the, the, the detail that goes into this. Like, it's crazy. I mean, maybe they just purchased a big CNC machine and they're cranking out all these 
cases and everything else, and they don't have a lot of labor over there. I don't know. And the actual, I'm, I'm looking at the Cyclops. A lot of them actually just have the Cyclops for show. This one actually does do like a, like a times two, times three. So the date actually does magnify, which is very mm. commendable. One weird thing I do have to say, and I don't know about this trend with watches that I've seen, it has two color looms. So the pips and the the, the, the ceramic pib on, on the bezel and the indices are blue, but the hands are green. So mm. I'm like, all right, that's, that's interesting. And the loom sucks. It like <laughs> sucks really bad, but I'm like, all right, whatever. I mean, it's 73 bucks, you know? So yeah, they had to cut, they had to save some money somewhere. They had to save money right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I got to say, all right, uh, enough price with this watch. If, if you want to, <laughs> if you want this, uh, if you want a spec monster, let's just say for less than 80 bucks, go check out the Pagani design. They have different colors, black and green and the blue or whatever. If you're if you don't care about an homage watch, that's the the route that I that I will go. I know there's a Lorio, there's what else? Uh, the yeah, the Lorios actually look kind of nice. Um, they do and they don't. There was some features on there that I didn't like that I decided to go with this, and I just I just can't see myself wearing a Lorio watch. Being a Oreo lover, I'll be hungry all the time looking at the dials. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, you know. But, but anyways, <laughs> enough about this watch. I, this episode has been the Chinese special. Uh, thank you for, <laughs> for listening. No, we're going to go into uh, Golden Globes. So Golden Globes happened um, last week, two weeks ago, something like that. And uh, GQ actually put out a, a list. Wait, of- wait, wait, wait a minute. Are we doing a shout out still? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what, guys? I'm sorry. Yeah, before we go into yeah. the Golden Globes, something really cool happened. So we got a shout out and uh, one of our platforms, the Apple platform podcast we actually got a comment so p take it away what what uh, what does somebody say uh this is from shooter mcgavin 13 mm-hmm. um he said i'm a novice watch collector this channel really goes through the pros and cons discussion on different brands of watches they touch on history topics which is great they recommend which watches you should definitely consider purchasing whether you're on a budget or not Yep, and then his title was Awesome Channel. Funny. Awesome Channel, funny, funny. Yeah. It, clearly, he was talking about me, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, 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 absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that's cool. How do you feel about that, P? So that's kind of our. We don't get a lot of, uh, even though we we kind of, I mean, you know, put it out there, but it's it's definitely inspiring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you know, someone actually watches and appreciate what we do. You know what I mean? Like. If it's just one comment, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I guess that's all you gauge for, you know, and it, it's still inspiring to me. You know what I mean? So absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's uh, so we 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 ask everybody um, to kind of help us out and put some comments on whatever platform you listen on. And the reason why is because it does help. It's kind of like the the algorithm. The more people interact with our channel the more it gets bumped up and recommended. And that's at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. We, we are watch collectors, we're watch lovers, but we want to share our passion with more people. So the fact that uh, we got this really cool um, comment and thank you so much, shooter McGavin 13. We really appreciate this. We're humbled by this. And if, if we, like I said before, if we get any shout outs from anybody, we'll, well, thank you uh, here on the podcast or on our YouTube channel because uh, we, we really do appreciate it. And for all of you, now we're 16 episodes in. The This whole podcast thing started as an idea. So I had my YouTube channel and I just felt like I wanted to talk a little bit longer. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to watch a video of a, of a guy talking on camera for an hour. You know, it's kind of boring. They just want to have visuals and, and, and look at different things. So I figured, you know what, why don't I do this podcasting? Let's, let me give it a shot. So I started off by myself, but it was very, very difficult to just interact just by myself. I, I wanted people's opinions. So I started inviting guests. And then next thing you know, I, I made P a regular. He accepted my invitation to be a co-host. Awesome. And now we're 16 episodes in and, and 2020 is going to be big for us. We got some people lined up, amazing people. And of course, a regular friend, uh, Fred from Shaluso. It's always Frizzit. Yep. Yo, Fred's super cool. So that's kind of a part of it. I appreciate it. So or we appreciate it. That's where the channel was. That's where we're going. And we're super excited. We're going to we're going to come strong for you guys. And yeah, thank you so much uh, for the comment. So 
Fred, anything you want to add? Your honorary uh, co-host, come on. I'm just going to add the very mature comment of um, good to know that you guys are going to be coming strong. <laughs> wow. If you got any, if you're listening to this with kids in the car, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Lord, have mercy. Okay. <laughs> wow. What what has this? I'm sorry. I, I That's awesome. That, that was good. That was good. That was actually good. So, okay. Oh, man. That was, that was good. That but no, uh, jokes aside, like, yo, you guys have done a great job in, fuck, 16 episodes in. You know, you guys always have fresh new stuff to talk about. I'm always glad to come on because, like, at the end of the day, you know, it's talking watches. What's what's more fun than that apart from maybe buying watches? So, yeah. um, so no, it's really good. And I like what you guys have done. And you can definitely see the progress and how, like, sort of the formats evolved. And you guys have sort of, like, a little good rapport. It's always fun to be on the show and always good to listen to it as well. So congratulations to both of you guys for that comment. Y'all deserve it, and y'all deserve many more. And hopefully, uh, hopefully, twenty twenty will bring a lot more of it too. I appreciate that, man. We, yeah, it's awesome. Very, yeah. very cool. So let's get into this golden, golden globes right here. So we're on uh, GQ. They put out a, a list of what they thought was uh, the best of the best of the golden globes, and there's some really nice watches here. Um, now, me being new to watch collecting, about three years, I. To me, this was new, like, oh, wow, now they're, they're talking about watches on major, you know, platforms and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm sure they've covered them before. So I don't want to shoot myself in the foot here and say this is the first time this has happened or second time because I'm sure it's, they've done it before. But now with watch collectors in the world, obviously, there's, there's uh, more people know about it. So you guys want to go through the list, kind of break it down, your, your, your favorites, your not so favorites, well, kind of go through it? Well, I have three <laughs> favorites. All right, talk to me. Uh, first, the uh, Daniel Craig was rocking the Omega Speedmaster mm-hmm. automatic mm-hmm. in the rose gold. I think this thing is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he rocking it for show. You know what I like about it? Before you move to your next one, me personally, and I'm biased about this. I love that the subdials are not at your at the at the bottom. They're kind of more right. on the side, and the reason why is because my vintage uh, Speedmaster is the same way. So it's kind of cool to see that aesthetic. So and rose gold is, I love rose gold. You know, it's not it's not blingy like gold. It's kind of a little more subtle with the rose right. gold. But I think it's cool. So like yeah, I, I like rose gold too. But my only issue with rose gold is that I don't have like a lot of rose gold jewelry to like match the metals. Got yeah, it. you know what I mean. And, Got it. You know, yeah, I'm a bit OCD like that as well. It's like if you can't right. match all the metals, then it's like right, um, really, you know, I'm, like like because my my shit is like when I wear a Casio like with the resin, I put on a, a rubber wetting ring that matches it. You know what, what I mean? Like no yeah. way, Pete. Come on, yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Like my, I have to match everything. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, like you got to match know. with the belt buckle, you got to match yeah. with the belt yeah. buckle, definitely. The bracelet, you know, buttons on your jacket, whatever it is. I, 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 go, I, I know I exactly go, what you mean, Pete. I'm the same. I go so far as matching your underwear. Like, with, with, with my badge that I put on, I match the badge up whether it's silver or gold. You know what I mean? Oh I, have a, I mean, like, you, you got to do it like that. And when I see somebody yeah. who don't do that, I just be like, fucking idiot. The only way you like, can get away with that is if the watch is two tone, because then it's like right, yeah, you're, match, you're still matching. Because and you know watch, what, and you know what, else. I have an answer for that too because I have another wedding ring in silver and gold. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I got an answer for everything, wow. but I don't have a rose gold answer. Although I love rose gold, wow. I love the way it looks, but I don't have a lot of, you know. You guys are turning into Alpha M here. What is going on? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a blown away. I thought I was. Uh, I mean, I thought I was that, coordinate, man. Is that, that a form of? Is that a? Or you got to coordinate. Is that a form of snobbery though? Like I don't know. I, to me, that's a form of. Uh, you guys are <laughs> very metrosexual. That's that's what I'm. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. I, I think th- it is casual OCD. <laughs> casual yeah. OCD. All right, got it. Um, okay, well, I feel bad now because I have my uh, Bulova that uh, precision is that thing is I think it's rose, yeah, it's rose gold, yeah, it's rose gold. And, I, and I just wear my wedding ring, it's a, it's a tungsten 
uh, material or whatever. And I just always rock it. I don't have different ones. It's like whatever. So, but come but on, I come on, Miguel. Come yeah, on, man. come on. Step your game up, man. Step your game up. Oh yeah. Hey, wifey. Uh, I, I'm gonna need a, a different wedding ring for every single one of my watches. Uh, <laughs> but all right, uh, all right, all right, cool. That's that's a cool watch. So what what else do you? What's on your Ellen list? DeGeneres had on the Patek Philippe. Uh, fifty-two seventy-one P with fifty-eight diamonds in it. I'm not a big diamonds guy, Mm-mm. you know what I mean. But like this thing, like totally stood out to me. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. I love the the date and the month at the top. You know what I'm saying at the twelve o'clock chronograph is all that sun moon phase. Yeah, you know, it's and only- it's on an alligator strap. Come on, man. And it's only two hundred and seventy thousand yeah. dollars. That's that's it. Yeah, right, right, that's right, it. right. <laughs> it's a very humble watch yeah. for her to wear. She she wasn't trying to floss or anything. So. <laughs> right, right. That's crazy. And, uh, that's a very nice one. I like how they did the diamonds and the bezel. Like it's not too in your face. Like, right, they like, did it real like, subtle. And they did it's it on the subtle. lugs too. Did you see that? Yeah, I, was gonna say, I love. Look at like it's almost as if they bend with the lugs. You know, they're still straight, but like that nice little taper down they do. Like, that's how you can tell the difference between, you know, like, factory diamonds versus someone who's just bought, like, you know, a steel Nautilus and just bust down it. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Just ice it out, baby. Yep. It's the you know, level of detail and attention to detail. Now, crazy. you know what's interesting to me and just looking at this style, how crazy they went with having everything be balanced. So, if you're looking at the watch, at the, uh, what is it, like, 4 o'clock, they have the date window, right? So, they have right. the date window on the right-hand side. But on the left hand side, they have this pip. Is it? Is it? Does, is it anything? I mean, it it matches the circumference of the date, right. which is round. I don't know what it is, but it balances the whole thing out. So, I don't know what it is. Again, I I don't know if it's a function or if it's just close. You know, if it's, it has luminescence on it, I don't know what it is. But it's cool aesthetically. I'm looking at it, and it's like it balances the whole thing out. Um, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Square pushers on chronographs, I think, it, it gives you a vintage aesthetic. Uh, it, it's a beautiful watch. It's a beautiful I, watch. I think that little uh, circle that you mean, like next to the date subdial, it's um, it's a day night indicator, I think, because it's a perpetual calendar. So the one yes. on the right, that's for whether like which year it is in the leap year cycle. So I think the the other one is the day night indicator. Is so, it? You know, All right. Oh, when okay. Set, when not set it. That's super cool, man. So what's the next one, P? Uh, Nicholas Braun had on an Omega DeVille Trezor Master Coaxial Chronometer Bezel uh, lined with diamonds. I don't know, man. That looks a little girly to me, no? With the with the because of the you diamonds. Think so? Because of the diamonds. If it, it, other than uh, that, I think I think so. Other than that, it, it looks very classy. But those uh, diamonds to me just make it look a little girly. I think it no. just manages to like tread the edge, you know? Mm. Like it's still it's just dressy. In my opinion, I, I think right. you can still pull it off as a guy. Obviously, a girl would look fine with it as well. Really? But uh, oh, yeah, another example. And that's the thing with factory diamonds is they do them just right. You know, they know their watches. They know what they can get away with. Like, right. And it, and for me, it just kind of proved that Omega could still make a dope dress watch. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? they really so, don't yeah. show enough love to the Omega dress watches. But stuff like the DeVille right. and the Trezors thing, like some of them are really nice. Like the DeVille Hour Vision. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. It's got the little sapphire on the sides, so you can actually see through the whole watch. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, I'm not and a And they fan still of make them to the same high standard as well. Like, the movements are still good. They're still super accurate. The master chronometer, you know, most of them will still have, like, 100 meters water resistance. So even their dress watches, like, you can still use them every day with no problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So All those right. are, like, my three. Nice, nice. So right there. Fred, what about you? What do you what do you got? Uh for me, first one is uh the same that uh Speedmaster that Daniel Craig wore. Mm-hmm. You can tell that Daniel Craig's in like bond mode, bond promotion mm-hmm. mode. Of course. Lately he's only been spotted with Omegas. Um when he's on like his off seasons, you know, then he wears his Rolexes. Like he's a big watch guy, but you know that he's in bond mode because he's wearing of course. Omegas. Obviously he has to uh represent sponsorship. Oh yeah. Um me, another one that stood out though was uh, Jason Momoa's uh, Cartier Ballon Bleu on a uh, on a nice nice strap and like you think about it, he's a pretty rough dude. I mean, the man's Aquaman, right? You know, yeah. Like, right, you know, right. Rugged, all that. 
And right. then he has this classy, classy watch. I now, like the Ballon Bleu because it's such a distinctive design. Let's, you know? let's talk about it. So something that strikes me that kind of like just the minute I saw it, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And I'm like, this reminds me of the crash, right? It looks that uh, three o'clock. Yeah, as you see, see, see how it's just it just it's just pushed in, and it just kind of distorts the whole uh, dial for you, and it's so cool, it's so abstract that it just it, it has an appeal to it. It's like a classy watch, but then you look at that, and it's like, but we don't take ourselves too serious, you know. It's it, to me that's what it represents. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might be look, completely wrong, but <laughs> and then if you look at that little um, the sort of the minutes track, yeah, the shape that kind of makes it kind of looks like Pac Man is eating the three. So like mm. I, even oh. that, yeah. I don't yeah. think they did that on purpose. But it almost it's still like I'm sure. I hope mm. I'm not the only one who's noticed that. But if someone else, yeah, is, I see that. I can't see it. Probably like, oh, we'll keep making it anyway. You know. Yeah. And then of course there's that guilloche on the middle, which is beautiful. Beautiful, like, right? Yeah, yeah. I What's the size on experience? It? Just Cartier makes some dials that have so much texture and like depth to them. Like it's something else. Like the level of detail on some of these dials, and on this one, it's amazing. Yeah, what's the size on it? Looks like a thirty-six, thirty-eight. No, uh, they do them in a few sizes, but yeah, I think see a thirty-six or maybe like a thirty-eight, thirty-nine, something like that. And uh, he's a big guy that. too. He's a big yeah. guy too. Yeah, he's like me. He's like six five, six six six. <laughs> That's a I'll joke, like everybody. That's a joke because I'm like five five, right? Whatever. It's uh, <laughs> and then, uh the last one is Stellan Skarsgård's JLC uh, Reverso. That I think because like that is in my view the best dress watch there is. Oh yeah, like oh, it's yeah. so classy. The styling on it, you know, I love like even just the shape of it. The fact that like when you look at it straight on, it looks rectangular. But if you look at it in profile, you can see it's still got some roundness to it. Um, mm. It's a beautiful watch, and I've seen this one in person in the rose gold, and they do a really nice tone of rose gold. Because the thing with rose gold is that like it's. It's not, not everyone has the same rose gold. You know, Omega has their Sedna, Hublot has their King Gold, um, Rolex has its uh, Ever Rose. Like, they're all different shades. And JLC does a killer rose gold. Mm. Like, that's a nice watch. Yeah. Now, is this the actual reversal that the back is just completely plain? Or is this kind of like a, a, the, the, the one with the dual um, This one dial. looks like a dual face. Is it? It's um, pretty cool. It's like yeah. a GNT, right? You have it set on different yeah. times and you just flip it over. That's yeah, super so cool. It probably has probably has a darker face on the other. Who side knew that Pennywise's father had such good taste? Huh? Mm. Wow. You guys know that? Yeah, that this guy's the, the dad of uh, Penny of the guy that plays uh, Pennywise. You yeah, know, it, I had just gotten like all those like annoying clown images from all the marketing of it out of my head. Sorry, Fred. To bring them back. Sorry, Fred. I could, I could just picture you Pennywise. You fucked up my sleep for the next few weeks. Hope you're happy. <laughs> now, that would be pretty cool. What watch would Pennywise wear? Well, now we know. <laughs> Something along the lines of a reverso. He's very classy when he kills children. <laughs> nah, I figured it'd be a, a Invictus C Hunter, 70 millimeters, but somebody upside the head with it. <laughs> Definitely Pennywise. That is so funny. That is so funny. Well, I'm gonna go. So you guys picked your 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 favorite. So I wanna I wanna go my least favorites. How about that? So this is Kieran Culkin. I don't know. Chopard, uh, LUCXP is skeleton. That thing looks horrible. I I don't like skeleton watches. Uh, some are really cool, like the Propilot X from Oris. I really like that. But this thing to me it looks cheap, and I'm sure it's not cheap. I'm sure it's really expensive. But to me, it just looks off what do you guys think and just just doesn't do it for me it it looked real minimal to me uh it's okay yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't rock it but weirdly like normally skeleton watches i find they're either like love them or hate them mm-hmm. this is one of the few skeleton watches i've looked at i'm just like eh, i don't really feel one way or the other about really? it really jump out uh, to me I don't like it. I mean, when um, I when I was looking at this list, I just kind of breezed past it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you just know. breeze past it. It kind of right, which is surprising for a skeleton watch. Because like I said, usually they're like either you really like them or you really don't. Right. For me, right, right. You just scroll right past. Well, the other mm-hmm. one, I the other one I don't like, and I, I might get some different opinions, but and it was hot back in the days. This is uh, uh, circa 2008. So this guy definitely didn't wear a new one. Is Kevin Polek that Frank Muller? Conquistador King Tormina. 
black dial, pink uh, numerals, and of course, very Frank uh, Mueller way with that kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, I how do you guys feel about Frank Mueller? I mean, they they used to be hot back in the days, and then they kind of kind of went away a little bit, you know. But what do you guys think? It's okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't like the numerals on there. I don't like that. It's whenever uh-uh. I see a Frank Miller like this that isn't a crazy hours. Because like I love this numeral style, but it makes so much more sense when it's a crazy hours and the numbers are all scrambled. Right. I just feel like this would be like you know if you have like an an S sixty three Mercedes and you pull up next to someone who has an S sixty five. It's like you just know that better one is there. And this just feels like that. You know, it's like Frank Miller light. You know, it's like mm. it's not quite there. If it was the crazy hours, I think it would be cool. But for this, yeah, it's kind of a miss on me. Like it has like extravagance by having the pink numbers, but it's like I was just Frank about Miller, to say that. Is that pink? Is that pink or it's like it fuchsia? Pink. I don't know, man. Yeah, this I just is feel it could have gone crazier. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This is this is not a Budweiser, it's a Bud Light. So I got it. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Um, so last one, not that I don't like it, and I know we, we wanted to touch about a little bit on this. What we noticed on the red carpet is that not everybody was wearing hyped watches, except for this one guy on this list, Orlando Bloom, Rolex GMT Master 2 Pepsi on the Jubilee, mm. normally known as a bad girl. A lot of people don't like that name, whatever. That's what people call it. Um, I think it's a beautiful watch, but he is the only one rocking this thing where you would think celebrities would be rocking the latest and greatest and things that people can't get, and they just don't care. This is the only guy that kind of kind of worried. I'm sure it's other people, but I'm just going based on this list, GQ. Uh, what, do right. you, what do you guys think? What's your opinion on this? I mean, the, the, does that even match what he's wearing? Like It doesn't. You know, it you know I feel like it's kind of... <sighs> I mean, I like the watch, but I don't think it matches like his uh, his decor. Well, that's how, yeah, that's... like it definitely does look good. Like if you look at just like his hand sticking out of the cuff, it goes well with a suit, which I think was part of like you know the Jubilee does dress it up a bit. But for something that's this sort of formality, like it, it will go more with like a business suit, you know, right? Something that's like a formal event as opposed to like a business event, it looks yeah. a bit out of place, you know. But well, that's, that's gonna happen with a lot of uh, metal bracelet watches. I think it's hard to pull off a metal bracelet watch. It's something that looks formal. Well, then again, like look, at least. look, Bond was able to do a dive watch with a tuxedo. So a lot of these guys take that approach where it's not even full paw anymore. They're like, "Who cares? Screw you! I have the latest and greatest and something that nobody can get." And and this, but a lot a, depends on which one. You know, like the when he wears the Seamaster. Okay, the Planet Ocean looks really out of place, but somehow he still pulls it off. But, like, you look at the Seamaster 300, for example, that still has a dressier feel, especially, like, when Pierce Brosnan was wearing it. You know, he showed that. But something like a Supercase GMT, the Jubilee helps it out in looking more dressy, but I still think that sort of chunkiness makes right. it just a little bit, not faux pas, but just, it just like Pete said, you know, it doesn't quite match what he's wearing. It doesn't right. quite match it. Yeah. And then I think we kind of expect that type from Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I think we expect that from him, but this right here. It, yeah, what what does Legolas you know. need two time zones for? Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, he has I mean, lovers. You know what time it is in Mordor? Well, he has lovers everywhere, you know? That's the land of bloom. Don't time slow down in Mordor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Wasn't the guy so dating, uh, is he still dating uh, Katy Perry? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying because the guy, I don't know if he lives here in, in, in the U.S. Maybe uh, he needs to keep his lover on check. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so overall take, what do you guys think of uh, celebrities and their watches and, and what they wore? I'm, I mean, for once, I'm impressed. A lot of these watches are, are heavy hitting. Very. We didn't even touch about Rami Malik. He's wearing a tank solo. Very yeah. classic, right? Who else did we not touch on? Um, I think we we touched everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. on a roll today. <laughs> pretty much. Yep. Oh, so you're going to be uh, you're going to be coming strong and touching everybody, huh? 
Fred, man, chill out with that shit, man. Hey, those words, not mine. Just gotta wear it out. Just gotta wait. Twenty twenty is our year, guys. The year we get censored. (laughs) But yeah, there's not that many surprises, though, in my opinion. Really, there's some good watches, but I guess the closest would be that Speedmaster for the most part because I didn't actually know they made that one in rose gold. But yeah, a lot of these. Wow, cool and great watches. They're not that surprising because a lot of them are still dress watches. A lot okay. of them are still like nice and classy. Like there's nothing that's that jumps out like to me at least, you know. Yeah. Apart from yeah. Master again, but I think that's more because I just didn't know that particular version of the of the Speedmaster and Rose Gold existed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I can say besides Orlando Bloom that the watch is pretty much matched. Yeah, they all match the outfits. You know what I'm saying? But, you know. Yeah, well, Orlando o- Bloom trip. overall, I think it's pretty good, pretty good list, pretty solid. And I think through the years as more watch collectors come out and not only that, but maybe the stylists are, are, are with Houdinki and so many different publications of Block to Watch and different YouTubers such as ourselves. We're still so popular that uh, all these stylists are going to be looking for us, uh, uh, looking to us for advice and maybe dressing up these people. And they're going to go with uh, some classy stuff like Rami Malik. I mean, uh, Cartier uh, tank. You can't go wrong with that. So that such a actually, classy. That's nice. That is such nice. a classy design. I mean, but, but that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Back in the days, a few years, you would see nothing but blinged out watches on the on the red carpet with the whole rapper trend and, oh, I'm dripping in diamonds and this and that. A lot of these watches, they're very subtle. I mean, and, and the diamonds that we did see, they were, they were factory set. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at. But uh, but anyways, guys, we – and I, I need to be transparent with our, with our audience here. <laughs> the main topic of this, of this uh, episode was going to be the uh, Omega Speedmaster – Three to one that just came out. Unfortunately, we're fifty minutes, fifty-one minutes in uh, into our podcast. <laughs> so all we talked about was our wrist check, some things, the Golden Globes, funny stuff. But uh, but tell you what, we will make another episode. I promise you, with the Omega three to one, we'll talk about it and uh, that we'll, we'll dedicate a whole episode to that. What do you, what do you guys think, Fred? That yeah, works. That works. Absolutely. That, that works. works. Well, before before uh, signing off, why don't we talk about other things? You know, uh, we, we what do you, anything you want to recommend? Any movie you saw? Any video? Whatever you guys recommend. Uh, P, you're a guest. I mean, uh, Fred, you're a guest. You want to start us off? Something. Fred else? is oh. not a guest. Fred is not a yeah, guest. Okay. Okay. He's not. He's not the guest. But Fred. I want to go first. I'm more like one of those relatives that just keeps popping up all the time. You're, the, you're that uncle, that annoying uncle nobody likes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we keep inviting you back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't be that annoying. Um, <laughs> other stuff, other stuff. Well, I just finished watching uh, season three of this show on Netflix called La Casa de Papel. Uh, I think it's uh, Money Heist in English. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good show. If you're into like, you know, like uh, heist movies and, you know, watching people steal stuff and like seeing like elaborate plans and seeing how they go wrong and seeing all the twists and turns. I definitely recommend that. I do have to do a disclaimer and caution you though. It's highly addictive. Oh, Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Pete. Yeah. Cool. Um, I didn't really watch any, well, I started a uh, new, uh, I started watching uh, the Star Wars, the Clone Wars again. Oh, okay. Oh, that's you know a what good. I mean? Wait, is it the Disney app? Yeah, you know. The Disney Plus? Or... Yeah, the Disney Plus app. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that the one so, you? That's an underrated show, is, in my opinion. Is yeah. that the one you're getting from the black box because you don't want to pay for it? Oh, sorry. Was nah. I not supposed ooh, to say that? Ooh, Oops. Ooh, Oops. Ooh, <laughs> oh, oops. The shade. The, the shade is fire. real. Dang. Real. Let's just finish it off. <laughs> yeah. Stay humble, my friend. But, Miguel, it's 2020. <laughs> right. We have to be respectful, okay? I'm sure he just uh-huh. uses someone else's username. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's coming hard. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what I do, at least. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I listen to uh, Red Man. I don't know if y'all familiar with him, yeah, the rapper course. Red Man. Yeah, Wu-Tang. He, uh, he ain't in Wu-Tang. He down oh, I'm sorry. Wu-Tang, I'm sorry. Yeah, you think it's not Method Man. Man. It's not Method Man. I'm sorry. I Red got my rappers Red confused. Man. He got oh, a uh, a new album out, and it's surprisingly it's called Three Joints, and it's only three songs on the album. No way, but yes, oh, what? But, 
But all three songs are bangers. So they're like twenty minutes long yeah. each, or what? What are, what are we talking? Nah, about? it's just it's just regular. You know what I'm saying? Time length. Wow. Five six minutes. Wow. You know what I mean? But it it, it gives you. The, the thing of like quality before quantity, you know what I'm saying? Like all three tra- tracks. Now, is it from. is it storytelling where he starts off one song and finishes, or they're all kind of completely their own? All, all, all three of them are storytelling songs. Okay, so any any uh, notable quotes from any of the songs that kind of stuck with you? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's okay if you say the n word. Don't don't, no, don't, <laughs> don't don't ask me to buy you shit or I slap your ass. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't don't ask me. Can I get you weed? I'll slap your ass. Don't ask me for Louis or Gucci Vuitton. Gucci, I'll slap your ass. <laughs> wow. Yo, I can so picture Redman saying that. Yeah. Like there's yeah. something about his delivery that like is you just can't help but laugh when he says this shit. Yeah. He's funny. Um, so, he is hilarious. Yeah. So, Did he have know, a it, message it, on it? No, it was all him. All song, him. It was all him. Now I would have been really disappointed. Like yeah. both the Blackout albums? Those, yeah, Blackout. Yeah, those were hot. When, but like I would have been disappointed if uh, he would have had any features because it's three tracks and with three tracks I only want to hear Method Man. I mean, Red Man, damn. That's true, but, but the only feature you could probably forgive is if it was a Method Man feature. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. When when they collaborate, Absolutely. it's amazing, especially like on screen oh, yeah. was it How High? Was it that movie they yeah, made together? Yeah, how, oh how, yeah. my goodness, they are hilarious. Those guys are funny as hell. And surprisingly, they're doing a how high too. No way, be, that's gonna but, be fun. But, it? but it's not gonna be Method and Red Man. Uh, Wasn't it supposed to be Lil Yachty yeah. and someone else? Yeah, Lil Yachty and uh, no. DC Young Fly. Oh god, oh god. Yeah, I'm not saying so. I'm not. Hey, I'm not really feeling it. Mumble you rap. Know, so. No, no thanks. Yeah. All right, so. so my turn. I'm gonna keep it PG. So yesterday, spent some good quality time with the with the fam, my wife, my four year old, and we threw on Netflix, right? And, and we watched Pets Two, the the Secret Life of Pets Two, and I was like, oh god, all right. I took out my phone. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna browse the internet here. They watched this thing, but I was like, all right, started watching it. Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, some other voices are on there, and it was actually really funny. I found myself laughing more than I than I like to admit, which is weird for me watching a a cartoon, you know, or an it's, animated it's o- film. It's, o- it's okay, Miguel. Like, yeah, bring I mean, just bring out your person, your inner sensitivity, man. It's cool. Well, man. I'm it's so ang- right. I'm so angry all the time, P. All right, that's how I like being. I'm unsensitive. <laughs> I don't have a child in me. I hate it. I'm like the Grinch of uh, of cartoons. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It was surprising. I mean. uh, it was it was cool. It was funny. I, I recommend it. it's on Netflix. So anybody uh, that either pays for Netflix or borrows somebody else's uh, subscription, check it out. I, I, I recommend it. Uh, <laughs> and then if you if you want to go raunchy, there's a show on there called The Despicables or the it's a comedy show. It's like a special with a bunch of comics. The mm. something with a D. I, I'm sorry. That's how prepared I was for this episode. And they just have a bunch of different comedians and they're just raunchy as hell like i haven't really mm. heard comedy like that in a long time they talk about school shootings and suicide and things that i mean people don't talk about those things because they're taboo people are joking about it you know and it's like that I, I i can't even repeat some of the things that, that we'll get uh people will be really upset about some of those jokes but yeah go check it out um, yeah, i think as far as comedians go they're starting to like really come out of that shell of being politically correct. Oh, there you go. And, with the coming again. <laughs> you know Man. what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming, coming out of coming that. Coming out, yeah. coming out. No, but, you yeah. know, they're, they're, this political climate is just kind of crazy. And, and that's actually one of those comedians. I think it's what's bringing it out, though. You know yeah. what I mean? The political climate. That and also, but I feel like there's been a bit of a renaissance of, like, some of the, like, the classic comedians. Like, you see Eddie Murphy's making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave yeah. had a bit of a comeback as well. And I think they're sort of reminding us, you know, like, not to take life so seriously, not right. to take everything so seriously as well. Because, fuck, they made their careers on, you know, making jokes about all the stuff now that it's like, right. if you mention something that's like even remotely sounding like sexist, it's like, whoa, 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 right. whoa, whoa. Yeah. I mean, like doing? Dave Chappelle, like, I think yeah. arguably he had the best special last year, the Sticks and Stones. Yeah. That funny. Was, you know what yeah. I mean? That was classic. So. That was pretty funny. No, but I, I recommend, I'm trying to find it. I'm on Netflix right now online. I'm trying to find the name of it, but I can't. It, it just escapes me. But it's it's a pretty new uh, thing that just came out. 
uh it's season two but yeah it's raunchy as hell and it's it's one of those things where it's like not too long ago kevin hart had to step down from from the oscars right because of old tweets but oh man these other people talk about different things and it's just we we need to change you know we need to change and be so sensitive i remember Mm. growing up in the in the early 90s 80s i mean homophobic slurs left and right and this and that and nobody really cared you know now was it the right thing to do was it unsensitive and and for people of course it was you know but you need to tone it down it's like we're not every especially with comics it's, it's just a joke you know yeah exactly i think that's the most important thing you know when people hold comedians to the standard of people who are supposed to be taken seriously the nature right, of a right. comedian is you know it's it's a joke. It's it's like they're right. in the job description. Tell jokes. Right, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, and people sure. hold that to a standard of, you know, well, to a higher standard than we hold, like, our politicians, for example. Right. But but a comedian, I think, is really special because they can say things in a way to be dropping knowledge, but at the same time make it funny. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Which, you know what I'm saying? I think we need that sometimes. And also sometimes I think like it shows a little bit of the ridiculousness of some of the ugly things they're saying, you know, like say, for example, homophobic slur or like homophobic joke. It's like it shows the ridiculousness of discriminating against someone for their preference. Right. It's a ridiculous notion. You know, it's so in that sense, I think it's a really powerful tool to sort of disarm some of this stuff and show that it's not really worth doing it seriously, but it's fine. But like, you know, in the context of a joke. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I found the, I found where, the, where that goes. Yeah, I found the title. It's called The Degenerates. It's definitely TVMA. Uh, yeah, you, you got uh, starring Brad Williams, Christina Pasiski, I'm sorry, Big J, Oakstern. I mean, some, it, it, it was very funny. It was very funny. But uh, if you're easily offended, then don't watch it. But if, if you're like us and don't care, and you just don't. Don't take yourself too serious and, and check it out. But uh, yeah, definitely recommend that. So there you go. Episode. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, yeah. guys, for joining me, uh, P, Fred. And thank you all yeah. so much for listening to us. Uh, just ramble and joke around. This is a lot <laughs> of fun for us. Um, so yeah. And any parting words you guys? Miguel, where can we find you? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> Fred, where can they find you? <laughs> well, thank thank you for mentioning that, Miguel. Yes, um, crap. Y'all can find me at Shaluso on everything, pretty much. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, of course, LinkedIn now as well. Ooh, really, uh, really pro now, huh? Now, do you do you uh, mind yeah. uh, spelling that for the people? Just the Shaluso, so they know exactly yeah. how to. So that is S H A H L U S O. There you go. There you go. And you're almost at a, at a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Congratulations. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 60 something by my last check. That's awesome, man. So, Congrats. Yes. Congrats. Oh, man. Yes, sir. To both Absolutely. you guys for providing me a platform to hopefully uh, to reach out to more people. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I'll be happy to keep being on it and also using my platform to highlight you guys because I think what you guys do is really special. I appreciate and just, that. Like in the way they, you know, it provides something different. At the end of the day, there's so many fucking watch channels out there. Yeah. We're all out here trying to do something that still embraces what we love, but we still do it in our own way. So where can they find you? P, where can they find you? Uh, <laughs> Ross Wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Ross Wristwatch love everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, just everywhere. Hey, hey, so and they Google Plus. And Google and Google Plus. Uh, Google. Hey, do you mind sharing with the with the listeners? P, we we just launched the Facebook, uh, yeah, thing, right? Uh, uh, yeah, SoCal Watch Reviews podcast on Facebook. Yeah, let's, let's start go, it up. Go, let's start it up. Go check that out. You know what I'm saying? It's in the infancy stages right now. You know what I'm saying? But we're about to get it popping. It's sure. okay. It's okay. It's TV. Sure. It's 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 rated MA. So go on there if right. you want to curse. You want to do whatever. Whatever you want to right. talk about, we right. won't block you. You want to talk smack on people, we won't block you. Whatever, you know, we can care less. So, you know, we got all kind of shit going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You know and then things we can't say on our YouTube channels and podcasts because we try to keep and it PG. We try to keep it PG as much as we can, yeah. but uh, because we're coming hard. Oh God! There we go again. <laughs> we are this and, and touching everything apparently. Yeah, this, <laughs> is, this episode Which is going to be go? blocked. <laughs> 
Um, so lastly, me, of course, uh, SoCal Watch Reviews on Instagram. SoCal Watch Reviews on YouTube. Just did an unboxing of this Chinese special. I have the review coming soon. And of course, I post every single one of these uh, podcasts on there. So if you rather listen to your podcast via YouTube, some people do, go ahead and do so. Um, and, and we all, well, not all, not Fred, but uh, P and I both do it on our YouTube channel. So we'll uh, post the um, the videos up and you can listen to them there. But yeah, follow us, support us. Um, this is fun, you know, and and that's all we got today. <laughs> so as always, my friends, stay humble. Thank you, guys. Uh.